Hello friends, it's another episode of the Growing All Gardening podcast. Now, I have a little request. Um, This is episode 220. Uh, It's now being listened to, the podcast, in 104 countries. One of the biggest audiences is growing in the States. And I'd like you to help me grow all gardening. Because that's the podcast. It's about growing all gardening. Now, all I need you to do is hit subscribe on whatever channel you're listening to the podcast, and that will help the podcast be heard by more people in more places around the world. That's all, friends. One small request. If you can do that, that'd be fantastic. I love you forever. And maybe one day I'll meet you as well. But look, here's the next episode of Growing Your Gardening. Catch you soon. Thanks, guys. Take care. Ta-da. Bye. Hello, friends. It's Phil. And today, we're going to revisit the conversation around AI. And most importantly, going to revisit the conversation around AI and lawn care services because having had a couple of days to think about this, to think about it really, really carefully, I think there's something really quite significant in it. And I'm going to try and explain what I think is within that conversation that's important for, let's say, the lawn care services industry maybe that's a bit of a wide-reaching and ambitious conversation but the other thing is how ai is going to contribute to household management and maybe how ai is going to help us think a little bit better so let me just circle back on a conversation that i had a couple of hours ago with my daughter and her boyfriend. So Maddie and Fred are at university in Manchester. Maddie's doing law and Fred's doing maths. And they're intrigued, let's say, about what I do with my podcast. They're intrigued about the conversation. And because I've got these two agile minds talking to me, about the future. And I sort of said, um, because that podcast got me thinking, right, about how AI is going to influence my future. More importantly, I thought, how is AI going to influence their future? And actually, where do they go for future opportunities? Now, keep in mind, my early career began before Facebook. My business began, All Gardening was launched on the 19th of April in 2004, just as Facebook and Google and, let's say, YouTube and all of these platforms were kind of gaining traction, gaining advancement, gaining logical learning. And let's just say there was a big period of learning. There was a big period of adjustment. There was a big period of disruption of economics but ultimately there's also a period where it's been done 
the advancements being done. And this just say maybe there was a period of 10 years where there was loads and loads and loads of opportunity and loads and loads and loads of things happening and developing and investment and da 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 and so on and so forth. But look, let's circle back on the the title of the podcast and try and give you some structured thinking to think about. And after you have had a little think about it, if if like other people, once you've been listening to this podcast, branch off into other podcasts within Growing or Gardening that you might find interesting. See how this podcast makes you think about thinking, about learning. Right, so this this go back again. Let's go back again to this question of AI in home services, home maintenance, home management. This just say probably for many, many years, AI and robots in houses, being the servants, doing the cleaning and all of that stuff was commonplace thinking. Was commonplace thinking. But the thing about it is, it's probably like Mark Zuckerberg's realized with the metaverse is that there's certain things that just don't work for humans. There's certain evolutionary boundaries that can't be broken. So the idea of robots taking over all of our chores is just very, very, very unlikely. Very unlikely. Living in a virtual world is never going to happen. I'd largely say, certainly not in my lifetime and probably my kids' lifetime, maybe in the future, in the future, in the future, in the future, when there's no world to live in because of climate change, maybe it will all have changed. But look, let me try and focus my thinking back again. The one thing that I've learned about, or certainly learned in the last two days about AI and lawn care services is it does make an awful lot of sense, you know. One of the biggest chores in garden maintenance, or actually, there's two ways to view this, right? One of the biggest chores in garden maintenance is looking after the lawn. Statistically, having measured thousands of lawns, there is a median-sized garden. And actually, in the UK, I'll tell you, the, the median size lawn size is around about 156 square meters. That's the median. And the median being the most reoccurring number, not the average, the median. Now, the other thing is that 92% of that 156 square meters of garden is lawn on average, not the median size, the average size, 92% of 156 is lawn. Now, here's the thing that I've been looking at the last couple of days. There are, in the UK, and I'd say, I can only talk for the UK because that, that's where I really understand the data, but in the UK, and let's just say places like the States, is the metric is probably 20x or 25x in terms of size. In the UK, there's probably about one to two million lawns that are looked after properly or they're cared for 
And the size of market of the lawns in the UK is about 20 million gardens. So only around about 10, 15-ish percent of any of the lawns, any of the gardens in the UK are actually being looked after. Because it's a right hassle looking after a lawn, isn't it? Doing that routine scheduled task of cutting the grass. Now, in the US, and I'm sure someone out there would be able to give me the exact figure on this, but you'd assume that in the US there's 20 to 30 million lawns that need looking after. And the chances are the median size of lawn in the USA is significantly larger than the UK. I'm only guessing that. I'm only guessing that actually town planning in different parts of the world regulates a certain size of garden because there's some education management there. They say there's educated people around the world that have the same management thinking that will apply apply similar principles to town planning. Some places smaller and some places bigger. But the but the interesting thing, the more I look at this and the more I think about this, is that you know, ten years ago when um let's say robots, robot mowers were introduced to the market, or probably longer than that actually. But I think the first time I experienced one was probably about 10, 15, 10, 12 years ago. And it was a, I used to look after the treatment program for a lawn in Northwest London. And that client was heavily disabled because of a car accident and had learned to live with an awful lot of technology around him in order that his quality of life was absolutely phenomenal the condition of his property was absolutely fantastic but he employed as much machines machine learning ai technology as he possibly could in order to support his life but the interest of the lot this just circle back on this again is that the there are you know and talking about the uk because that's a, a start point for a discussion really is that there's 20 million gardens in the UK, yeah? A lot of them are just not being managed because it's too much of a faff, or it's being managed irregularly. So what if they could be managed properly by AI-driven, robot-driven um, mowers? Now, I don't, it, there's certain parts of the UK where there's experiments running from Amazon or delivery or something like that. I think it's Amazon where local deliveries are being delivered by robot driven trucks, little, little kind of pavement dwelling vehicles, probably a novel idea, gathering data more than anything, but let's just think about this. Lawn management by robots seems like a really, really, really sensible thing in my thinking. Now, someone said to me um, this morning is the cost of a robot lawnmower must be thousands. Well, actually, it's not. You could probably pick up a robot lawnmower these days for between seven and nine hundred quid. Now, if you look after that machine for, say, 10 years. 70 pounds a year. 90 pounds a year to have someone look after your lawn perfectly. All you need to do is look after it. £70 a year. Now, let me just do some quick maths for us all. 
70 pounds, 365 days, 19p a cut, 19p a cut, 19 pence a cut. That's extraordinary. So you can have your lawn cut and perfect for 19p a day. 19p, that seems extraordinary. Now, the the other thing, peeling this AI and lawn services conversation open a little bit. Keep in mind, the way I think, by the way, just for reference, is I think in ladders and onions. So part of my brain thinks up and down a ladder of information. And then when I get to a certain point, I sort of hang on the rung, let's say, and start to peel an onion. I don't bite an apple. I peel an onion, layer after layer after layer. That's the way I think, just for reference. But look, so the other thing about this this investment opportunity, this investment idea, this disruption that will come from AI-driven lawn maintenance services is it's quite interesting. It really is quite interesting the more you think about it is that if ai comes in and cuts the lawn it guarantees a better quality of environment and there are some people that say that change the surface of a lawn in order to manage the surface area better so for instance like there's people that install larger patios there's people install install lots of tarmac there's people that install um yeah artificial grass and so on i mean the people being the homeowner changes surfaces of the garden to kind of retire the lawn because the lawn's hard to look after so let's say you put in a hundred square meter patio that's going to cost tens of thousands of pounds but if it was 50 percent the size of that you'd save tens of thousands of pounds and you just go and buy yourself a robot lawnmower to look after the lawn so there's a, there's a question in my thinking that AI-driven lawn maintenance services actually frees up, frees up a house owner's choice to do things different, do things better. And look, from an environmental point of view and a water management point of view, the hydrology question, having a lawn, having more lawns, having more grassland is better than hard standing. You know, let's build new towns and cities with great parklands and great grasslands and then let robots look after them. Actually, that thought, Fred actually mentioned to me this morning on a trip to Italy they'd been to, at the bottom of the Pisa Tower in Italy, robots were cutting the grass. So look, my thinking is not so crazy, is it? So look, here's the thing. This conversation around AI and home services, this conversation around AI and lawn care services leads to a distribution of value. There's better ways to spend your money on your landscape and there's more respectable ways to invest in your landscape. There's more sustainable ways to look after your landscape. And grassland, in whatever guise it may be, is a great way of creating a better environment, a better place for us all.
Now, here's the other thing that I've been dipping into with this AI question. The, the thing that also fascinated me, the, the technology now and the equipment that's now cutting these laws, these, these machines, they're better than ever. They do a better job. They've been better counterbalanced. They can go up and down slopes. They can go around things and all sorts of stuff. They are, can be really, really intelligent. And therefore, they give a much better cut to the lawn rather than tearing a lawn to bits, they say. And a bit like the, they say, the vehicles that go to the moon and Mars and all sorts of places, is that the probing ability of a robot also releases the opportunity for data that data one can be used by the household but more importantly that data gathered locally in many ways can create some really interesting services so as a lawn care specialist i know one thing which is like all too often lawns are fed with too much nitrogen which is designed to grow grass right the n in the npk is there to help the grass leaf grow but you can overdo it. But if you had a robot cutting the lawn that was able to probe the ground, it would tell you whether or not you should cut it, whether you should water it, whether it's got the right nutrients balance. It could, could change the way you look after a lawn in a much more sustainable way. Which leads me to thinking that if these machines... If these robots, if this artificial intelligence can be doing something really fundamentally useful for the environments we live in, then the data that comes back can evolve lots more opportunities and services for bettering our environment. In effect, these robots doing their thing are monitoring microclimates around us and our community that's where the opportunity lies in this the intelligence is not to be threatening the intelligence is for bettering so this now circle back on the the title of this podcast again and just think very briefly about this thinking so this morning or they say most mornings or every morning I wake up and my brain is like a popcorn machine. If I haven't told you before, I have a brain that is built differently. It has ADHD and dyslexia, which gives it phenomenal abilities. It gives it the opportunity, the opportunity for limitless thinking. But the other thing that it does is it sometimes creates the popcorn machine where ideas just explode all over the place. But the thing about my thinking today, when I woke up, I thought, well, why don't we think limitlessly again? The introduction of the conversation around AI and the introduction of the conversation around AI lawn services has kind of almost struck up in my thinking. Something that's not been there for 20 odd years is we don't know where this is going to go. AI-driven lawn maintenance, lawn care services. We don't know where it can go, but it will go somewhere. It's a bit like 20 years ago, I was involved in one of the big dot-coms, if I've never told you, by the way. It was a company called QXO Ricardo. We competed against eBay with um, 
let's just say we we IPO'd one of the last IPOs uh, before the dot com bubble burst. We IPO'd and raised twenty. Oh, sorry, twenty. Wrong figure. Put another note on the end. Two hundred million dollars from the the IPO. And the company at one point, I was sitting at my desk at work once. The company's valuation was worth more than British Airways at one point. Blah blah blah. But anyway, I digress. But look, the thing is, the thing that got me thinking was there's a similarity in my thinking now as there was 20 years ago when the internet was born around the early 90s. We don't really know how to use it. We don't know really know where it's going to go. We don't know really know how it's going to make things better or worse. But look, once it's here, once it's kind of out of the box, there's nothing you can do to hold it back. It will start to progress. And similarly to the they say the evolution of it, the internet and social media and digital marketing and e-commerce and all of that. After around about five years of me being involved in that world, they say a lot of the ideas had been done. It was just a question of actually scaling the ideas, reaching market maturity, and then competitors would come in and markets would fragment and so on and so forth. But a lot of that 20-year period has been the same. There was a big period of evolution, a big period of change, a big period of pioneering and not knowing this. No, not knowing this as if that's such a word. But there was a big period of limitless thinking. Waking up in the morning thinking, let's just find out where this is going to go. Let's talk to someone who's using what we're building and see where it goes. Let's see what we can get from it and what we can learn from it and where we can take it. And similarly, my friends, my fascination with AI and lawn care services, I think it's an unbounding opportunity to change how we look after our environment, how we look after our lawns, how we look after 92% of the gardens. We can look after them better. And AI-driven lawn care services, robots, things, there's something that can provide information back, that can provide opportunity back. So let's just say, normally, I wake up in the morning thinking, this isn't going to be work. This is going to be really hard. How do I build a business? How do I build a business? I need to be passionate about this. Need to get... I am passionate about it. I love grass. I love lawns. I love all of this thinking. I love this podcast. I hope no one's listening, but if you are, hello. I love that saying, by the way. But the, the interesting thing is, doing one thing well, leads to focus that focus led me to a conversation around ai and lawn care services and the conversation about ai and lawn care services has led me to limitless thinking before ai and lawn care services came into the conversation i felt limited i felt contained But now, I think there are huge opportunities ahead to evolve a market, to evolve an environment, to evolve our gardens, an opportunity that's never existed before. And it's all very, very primitive. 
it's all very, very primitive, but it's going to speed up. It's going to speed up. There's going to be more investment coming into it. And to some extent, I've been thinking to myself, I wonder how. I wonder how more people can adopt robot lawn services. How can more people have that? But in doing so, provides data. But the data becomes something else. If you get my drift. Anyway, look. Um, it's been a bit of a long podcast. It's a bit of a rambling podcast. It's a bit of a thinking podcast. And look, this podcast, like many, many others, are kind of open air thinking, open air discovery. It's a limitless journey, the podcast. So look, if you found this one interesting and you think, or maybe you just found my voice useful for listening to for various reasons. But look, there's more learning within each and every one of the last 219 podcasts. Go back to some of the the beginning podcasts and listen to some of them and you'll see, a, you'll listen to a very different feel to the feel that you now hear. But anyway, in summary, my friends, in summary, I think something's jumped out of the box, let's say. AI and lawn care services is something that will evolve into the future. And in order to embrace that opportunity, there has to be a certain amount of limitless thinking. Now, the limitless thinking is, as I said earlier in the podcast, I remember having limitless thinking back in the dot-com days, back in those early pioneering big website building days, the days of building Amazon, the days of building Google, Facebook, eBay, and all the rest. You know, We tried, but we failed, even though we had loads of money. But, but I think there's something in the future that's pivoting around this point. Don't miss out on the relevance, the limitless opportunity that AI will bring. Don't assume that AI is going to lead to some controlling environment. It will be guided by us. That function and service will be guided by us because if it doesn't, if it doesn't provide any value, it will just die. It will just die. So it has to provide value or additional services, or better living, or something. And I think that's really where the limitless thinking connects. In summary, really all I'm talking about is how do we have the best lawns possible? How do we have the best gardens possible? How do we create the best environments possible for us and our families to live in? And if one of the limiting factors is what we do, or how we spend our time, then why not give that, invest in that, and see what comes back? See what comes back. Anyway, look, that's it, friends. That's a bit of a long one. That's a bit of a long podcast. But look, there are other podcasts where there's other thinking, and some of those podcasts are shorter, by the way. Much shorter than this one. Anyway, Thank you for listening. 
wherever you are in the world, and um, go and have a little look around what what AI functions, AI products and services are being developed that you think might might be valuable to you as a house owner. Because I think AI robots for cutting the lawn is a really good idea. I, if anything, I think the technology is possibly limited at the moment and needs to be more limitless. But hey, that will come with time, right? Anyway, look, that's all for now. Thanks for listening, guys and girls and everyone across the world. This is Phil. I'll catch you again soon. Till now. Take care. See ya. A goodbye. Adios. Farewell. Ciao. Goodbye. Goodbye. See ya. Ta-da.